Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well, Shay. Happy to be here, as always. Another day, another podcast, and we got a fun one. Today, we're breaking down the best weapons in each class. We'll see if we agree on all of these. We'll see if we have a difference of opinions. I think the most interesting thing about this episode is we're going to try and fit in the subjective arguments for weapons when it comes to outside of just the pure numbers for why one gun is better than the other one. So I'm interested to kind of see where this one goes and and see what the community thinks as well about this conversation. Before we dive into it, though, if you want a question answered on the show, ask it in our Discord channel for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to guarantee it makes its way onto the show. Also, if you'd like to support us, drop a follow on Twitter, at Kirk Rudoche and at HB Burrison. We try to tweet a couple times a week over there. We, as of this episode releasing, yesterday had the sixth third-party Invitational Tournament. The next Ooh. one is coming up fast. So if you want to sign up, join the Patreon. You'll be the first to have the um, sign-up list. We're doing them every month now. So take advantage of the opportunity. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. That's for freaking sure. We're, we continue to have fun with them. Hopefully, the stream went well on Friday. Cross That's all fingers, I got to say. Cross your fingers. But let's just dive into the episode. You know, like I said at the top of this, we're breaking down the best weapons in each class and really trying to answer the question of what weapons should you use in season 16. And the meta continues to be shaken up at the start of every season lately with new patch notes, new weapon balancing. And I think this is kind of the first time we're going to kind of take a more holistic look at things. And keeping them in classes, personally for me, that's how I like to look at weapons right now. Rather than us trying to say, is the R301 better than the Volt? We got to keep these classes together, truly, because in Apex, you get to build that two-weapon loadout, and it's at its core. That's the easiest way for us to break those down. It'd be an endless argument of play styles if we didn't decide to go uh, really any other way, I think. So maybe there's some exceptions to that that we'll talk about within some of the classes, but overall, that's kind of where we're leaning. Yeah, I think that this is just a great time to have a discussion like this because so much weapon balancing, so much has been shifted. I feel like a lot of the old norms have changed. And even like going from last season and the state of the LMGs, we're in a completely different environment now uh, with the LMGs because of things that have happened around them, things that have been added. So there's a lot to talk about. But let's kick things off with mm-hmm. the, the tried and true assault rifles. <laughs> Um, but, well, let me ask you one question please. before we dive into all of them individually. Just holistically, how are you feeling about the hit fire this season? They adjusted it overall on the ARs. Got any? I don't even want like anything you say is not really a hot take at this point, unless you want to say that you just can't use them at all. Maybe that's slightly hot. But uh, yeah, where do you kind of feel about hip fire for these guns after the adjustments? I personally feel that it's noticeable that you're not confidently hip firing at close range and jumping mm-hmm. around like crazy and still hitting shots. Um, what do you think? Impactful? No, I think, yeah, 
I think it definitely, yeah, I think you feel it for sure. I still, I still do feel pretty confident with the flatline though. And I don't know if that's just by the nature of the bullets doing more damage or if the flatline just had better hip fire before. And so it's still not that bad. Um, but the other guns I've been really feeling rough with, the R301 maybe more than anything else, more than normal. Because you used to really be able to gun people at close range hip fire with the R3 and not feeling that lately. I think I feel the same about the flatline. And I believe it's a rate of fire damage a magazine size thing. Like, yeah, yeah it still has you know, the crazy hip fire spread like the other ARs, but because it's a little bit slower, you maybe don't run out. You don't, you know, just fire your whole mag into the air. Um, And you do have that 30 round mag at the top and it's the highest damage per shot. So it's like, you can make it happen. But I think that's a great segue into talking about the ARs because I think the best AR right now is the Nemesis. And it's important to consider that the ARs aren't good at close range. And that is the weakness of the Nemesis. I think that's the opportunity where you could say, oh, R301 may be better because Mm -hmm. you can use it closer. Well, if you want an assault rifle that is a medium range beast, I don't think you can look any further than the Nemesis right now. Yeah. And our AR class is good still. Despite everything, we got the R301 flatline Nemesis and the Havoc, aka we got the R301, the flatline, and the Nemesis. And so we have three really good guns we can talk about here. <laughs> Am I wrong? You just, just called them out right there. Could the Havoc be in this conversation? Irrelevant. Like, wow. It gets worse with the gold hop up at this point. Ouch. And I don't know what else we can say about it. Uh, no, I, I think it's interesting though, because you and I kind of came on Pat Stone's pod and predicted, hey, Nemesis is coming in. It's going to shake things up. Nemesis is going to be the top dog. They want it to be the top dog more than anything else. Every data point points to it being the most dominant weapon. I think that's kind of like I look at our poll we mm-hmm. posted on the third party pod and we asked which AR you prefer. The Nemesis was at the top at 40.5%. Arthur was second at 36.9%. Flatline, third, 22.5%. And our First reaction was, wow, the R301 is still really high for what they did to it and how much they nerfed it. But I was thinking about it a little bit more, and I'm just like, for a new weapon to come in and be number one amidst these two just mainstays yeah. between the flatline and R301 just speaks to how freaking good it is. And I think there's a lot of people with the R301 that are kind of just, you know, it's maybe it's a pride thing. You don't want to let go of your baby. Um, but right now the nemesis is just the top dog. Yeah. There's a little bit of, to your point, the short range isn't maybe the best. Yeah. The burst is makes it a little bit harder to maybe control than the R301. But at the end of the day, it's just putting out too much damage to ignore at this point. And it's worth, if you struggle with that burst right now, you struggle with how the gun fires, spend some time on it. Cause you're going to get a lot out of it at this point. If you commit to this gun before it probably catches a nerf at some point i think for me nemesis number one i then would say the flatline is behind it and the r301 close behind that um you can look at that poll a couple different ways one way is new weapon it's hyped you know people are just gonna vote for that because they're excited about it um but another way you can look at it is more along the lines of some of your first takes in that 
it's very impressive for a new weapon to be ranked number one. And because it's so early, that will probably only increase that mm-hmm. as people yeah. get to use it more and more, they will, you know, favor it more because mm-hmm. it's fighting four years of R301 dominance, practice, comfort, love. Yeah. And currently winning, but it will mm-hmm. probably continue to to be successful if it's already winning. Um, so yeah, I think AR season 16. Unless anything drastic happens, mm-hmm. Nemesis number one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the only caveat I will throw in is a caveat I will put on any weapon in Apex Legends, which is if you are playing the game and your goal is to win that game, regardless of what any of the numbers say, if you're going to miss the majority of your shots with the weapon because you just don't feel good or comfortable with it versus using a not as effective weapon but hitting more of your shots, you're going to perform better with that gun. So I agree. I'm taking that Nemesis. I'd probably have like the Nemesis in a tier and then the R3 and Flatline in the tier and the Flatline a little bit inch higher at this point. But for some players, you know, if if you're you know, listening to this pod and you're like, I can't use the Nemesis and I can't use the Flatline, there's no shame in then continuing to use the R3 once so you can still help your team to the best of your ability. It's worth spending time to get better with the other weapons, but... That's kind of a core. We don't want to kind of say this is a, you know, if you're listening to this pod right now and we say the Nemesis is the best gun, you have to use it. And it's the only gun you can use to be successful. Uh, you know, Apex of BR, there's a lot of elements outside of one gun versus another gun. We're in agreement for sure. Yep. I think it's a good caveat for the rest of these as well. Um, SMGs. Um, yeah. To be honest, a meta. yeah. <laughs> SMG is pretty powerful. This is probably an upcoming episode, uh, yeah. kind of breaking it down. Um, but we have the R9, the car, the Volt, and the alternator. Um, two big changes, really. A mag reduction on the car, and then a damage increase on the R99. Um, what's your go-to? What's your favorite? I mean, I, I, so this is another, I ended that last kind of point with, like, what gun do you feel comfortable with? I've been comfortable with the R99 since day one. Uh, it's just been a gun I've used the most. So even when the R99 you know, wasn't maybe shining as much compared to the car or the Volt at times, I still felt like I was performing well with the gun. So now for it to be statistically maybe near the top as well as my comfort level with it being high, I'm using that gun more than anything else right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm an R99 carry at this point it's kind of become one of my go-to weapons this season and that's not a slight to the car the bolt which are two very good weapons uh without a doubt but yeah for me personally i'm a r99 top dog uh in season 16 and like you said hopefully we have an episode that we kind of dive into the details of it because i'm excited to see if uh the numbers support that uh this gun is feeling like uh, it's really shredding right now yeah i was i am not the biggest smg fan in my totality of apex history but in thinking about it i remembered the prowler as well is in this mix like we just have such a rich smg lineup right now um and what's even crazier is my favorite smg like chronologically was prowler number one when i had the Mm -hmm. select fire then alternator then they released the Volt. Then they mm-hmm. released the car. 
Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how I've gone through the SMGs. Yeah. Now, the last one, you know, the, the most prominent, most popular <laughs> R9 is currently my favorite. Um, just because how much they affected hip fire with both the LMGs and the ARs really yeah. forced myself and players to have to specialize with an SMG for close range. And close range is just everything in Apex. The R9, fastest time to kill, um, best hip fire. It's so, so good. Um, you know, still the Volt, I think, is really awesome. Rate of fire, controllability, decent range, car, the flexibility of the loot is good. But this is the season of the R9 on purpose. I don't think people should miss out on that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you holistically, 100%. And R99 is not a hard gun. Okay, I don't think it's a hard gun to use, but it does fire very fast. I know some people that are newer to the game you know, don't like that. But I think when you can get comfortable with the recoil pattern, you realize you can put out good damage very quickly and consistently. But this is, in my opinion, we're not talking, this isn't the conversation we're having on this pod. I think this is the best class overall. So even though we're saying the R99 is the top dog, that is not a slight to the car, it's Volt or Prowler, who are yeah, still very, very good weapons. Uh, and e- even the alternator is maybe like my favorite early off-drop weapon where I feel like I just never miss with it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a great class is all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of that reason of feeling like you're accurate with the weapon, that's rate of fire. That's why yeah. people like the Volt or the alternator is just you have time to readjust and track and you're not missing your shots. So you're reloading less, you're doing more damage. Um, that's something to apply and kind of thinking about all the weapons as well. Yeah. Pistols. Okay. Maybe the oddest class that we're going to be talking about today. We got the, the wingman and the P 2020. What's the debate here? What, what What's our argument for the P 20? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we have hammer point back, but, uh, yeah. The reality is the wingman is just the go-to option. But yeah. It's so versatile. You know, it's like this is your marksman pistol. Like you're able to do damage at range, poke people, keep them back, but also deal crazy damage so quickly with the best handling. The wingman can't be, you know, overrated in my opinion. It's a very good gun. I'll go out on a limb and say the wingman is like one of my favorite guns this season in particular. Yeah. I've been really enjoying the heck out of it lately. Uh, and I've always been a wingman fan, but it just seems like with some of those changes to the, to the ARs that uh, I've been gravitating towards that wingman more than ever. So yeah, it takes a top dog in the pistol class and we're big P2020 fans. We love the P2020 hammer points and we have a third that we play with pretty consistently that's actually addicted to the P2020 hammer points in an unhealthy manner. So we end up with that gun in our team comp quite a lot and uh, you can do some damage if you use hammer points correctly with any weapon. So yeah. Before we get into the rest of the weapons though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, Henry. Let's talk shotguns. Uh, always a hard class to talk about at any time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, 75% of this class got buffs this season. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at Mastiff, Peacekeeper, and Eva, and then the Mozambique. Um, mm-hmm. In some ways, also got a buff with uh, the reintroduction of the hammer point. Yeah. Um, 
personally, shotguns are good. I don't have my mind made up yet, honestly. I was I, I wanted to caveat this by saying whatever Henry says here doesn't guys, count. No, not that it doesn't count, but it's just like you put a lot of you you put a lot yeah. of thought into this because you don't like shotguns. So yeah. if there's a shotgun you like, I think that's important to note that it's a you know that's just not it's not a gun Henry likes to use because of the risk reward factor. And so if there is something that comes through, then you have to speak to the fact that you know I think Henry is a it's a valuable opinion because he's very picky with the shotguns. <laughs> it's definitely true. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of just torn right now. I do have some thoughts, but do you are you leaning a certain way in terms of your favorite shotgun? So I've been leaning if I'm picking one up in particular, and I'm probably the opposite of you. I use the shotguns a lot, especially because I like Which running good. Maggie. So uh, I will say, I don't know if the Eve is bad or if it's good. I just can't use the weapon. Like we are talking about how sometimes if you just can't use a gun, like it just sometimes it just doesn't work. The Eva has had moments where it is the best gun in the meta back in the day. I missed out on those days because I just can't shoot straight with that gun. I'll so, speak to kind of why that is as well. But go ahead. Yeah, no, and it was going to come back to a, a don't worry, people. You know, a fire rate conversation. I think once again, but I just that gun's been hard for me. But if I look at these other weapons, I've always been a PK person. PK over Mastiff has always been kind of my go-to. I'm leaning Mastiff this season and. It sucks because we can't really talk about specifically point to anything with the shotguns on the data side of why, but the Mastiff just feels more consistent. I personally attribute it to the change they made this season and the spread. I think it's just I've been able to be consistent with the gun and being consistent with a shotgun is a really big deal when it's a very inconsistent class. But I want to give an honorable mention to the Mozam. The Mozam with hammer point is my favorite shotgun if you get that hammer point on there, just in terms of the speed you get to continue to move and strafe and the damage you put out. Um, and I think the Mozam's for a long time been like the easiest gun to use as well. That pattern and spread is really nice. So honorable mention there. Like if you get those hammer points and you like running shotguns, I would not shy away from using the Mozambique this season. Yeah. I also lean towards the Mastiff. Um, but that's kind of a legacy coming from last season. I don't know if that's going to maintain um, just because I kind of forgot about the Peacekeeper being in the Replicator, and <laughs> I never really liked the Peacekeeper that much, and the rate of fire on the Mastiff is so much better than the Peacekeeper. And when you think about what makes a great shotgun, it kind of comes down to a close-range head-to-head Mastiff being able to have more shots in the mag, faster rate of fire, maybe mm-hmm. a more consistent spread, especially when you don't have to charge it up or choke it up. Yeah. It, I think it edges out the PK. But I will talk a little bit about fully automatic shotguns, <laughs> the Eva and the Mozam. Yeah. It's weird because they're in the same class, but they do not do the same thing. Um, the Mastiff and the Peacekeeper are pump chunk damage weapons where you're using cover, dealing out a huge blast of damage, getting back behind cover and then, you know, rinse and repeat. And you're able to overwhelm people because you're not exposed for as long as they have to be. If they have a R9 or a R301, they're just, they have to look at you while they're doing all their damage. You can just kind of hide and do all this damage. Eva doesn't work like that. 
Eva is mm-hmm. a competitor to an SMG. It has yeah. the largest magazine size of any shotgun. You're just able to full auto or fire really quickly close range while moving in the open. That's not what you know a normal shotgun does. And so it requires you, I think, to aim down sights more, move more, not really just ADSing really quick and shooting one shot and hiding like you normally would with a shotgun. So I think I've always been a big fan of the EVA because I do play more out in the open as a Gibraltar main. I think that probably impacts things as well, <laughs> just having a larger magazine size. Um, but all that was just a waste of time. Mastiff is definitely <laughs> the best shotgun, I think, and we're in agreement there. Um, I just don't know how long that will last. The Peacekeeper hits hard right now. Yeah. And yeah. if it can kind of prove to me and I think most players that it's going to consistently be hitting those higher shots, those 80s this season, then it's pretty dominant, you know? Um, yeah. Mastiff is closer to hitting, you know, those 40 to 50 shots, which is good, especially considering the mag size. Um, but it, it's still a little bit up in the air in terms of which one will carry the class. Yeah. It's, it's a, and they're close as well. Like similar to the SMGs, there isn't, there isn't going to be like this huge break between these, uh, top tier shotguns, which is a good thing, honestly, in my opinion. So let's talk, uh, maybe one of the less popular classes, the snipers, uh, whether that should be the case or not. I think it's just, uh, sniping in apex is not really the go-to strategy for a lot of people, but we have three solid snipers right now. We have the Sentinel, the charge rifle and the longbow. Are we still hating the charge rifle and everything that comes with it? Like the entire community? Um, Charge rifle's still strong, and that's a reason to riot. But, <laughs> you know, if you like snipers, it's very hard to ignore that gun. You know, what's the point of using a sniper? Well, to deal damage at the longest range possible, that's the charge rifle. You know, mm-hmm. easiest to use, most damage at range. Like, it's it's hard to overlook it when you really focus just on snipers. Um but before we really sink our teeth into it, um, snipers, like you say, unpopular, niche. Um, not everybody loves them. What sucks is Apex snipers are amazing. So yeah. fun to use. Every single one of them is great. There's, It's hard to complain about just the design. But sniping an Apex just doesn't really work out. You know, it's yeah. not a long range game. You're not getting a limbs like headshots aren't super rewarding in terms of actually ending teams and advancing in a BR like this. So it's frustrating because mm-hmm. I love all three of these guns, but can you actually justify carrying one all the way throughout a game? Not That's really. The thing. You know, yeah. it's very hard. Um, when push comes to shove and the game is at its most important part of it, that's when the sniper's at its weakest point, which yeah. is just a it's a tough spot to be in. Um, but that doesn't it's fun. At the end of the day, it's really freaking fun. The shotguns are great. <laughs> yeah. It, or sorry, snipers are great. <laughs> they're both great. I think with that being said though, 
Yeah, favorite. Best sniper. Yeah, favorite mm-hmm. sniper, whatever it is. Which one are you going towards? I, I personally, I can't bring myself to say charge rifle despite it, you know, checking a lot of boxes. I think the satisfaction of hitting sentinel shots and hitting charge sentinel shots just outweighs it personally for me. Yeah, uh, I think that's our top dog right now. It's the shot, uh, sniper. Gosh, I'm getting shotguns and snipers mixed up left and right right now. But it's the sniper I lean towards. If that is the style of play I'm running, and that's the sniper I enjoy when my lean, my team leans towards as well. Uh, being able to charge that bad boy up is something that I think just takes it over the edge of everything else. Yeah, I agree. I think Sentinel is number one. The caveats that I'll say is if you want to level up your Evo, charge rifle. Um Longbow has the rate of fire and the magazine size to like track shots, but it's not number one because the Sentinel just does so much more damage um, that it's not really worth it. And even though I will say long range, charge an Evo, charge rifle best, you know, keeping people back. But the Sentinel can transition into that medium range, even that close range, so much easier um, acting as that big chunk damage weapon even for those late game fights uh where yeah. it's more close so yeah. sentinel number one it's cr- kind of crazy that we haven't seen changes to the charge rifle or the I longbow know. in the last yeah. season or two just because sentinel's been dominant for a while now so it is what it is not much else to say yeah, I agree with you. That's for sure. Let's talk LMGs, though. Spitfire, Devotion, Rampage, L-Star. I would say this is your expertise, uh, just being the Rampart player here. So talk to me a little bit about how you're feeling about the Spitfire. They're in, or the LMGs, they're in an interesting state uh, versus, you know, they've been on quite a journey over the last handful of seasons. <laughs> Huge journey. Um, I would say the LMGs are a little bit back into the light. Uh, this season. And the reason is the nerf to the ARs. Um, mm-hmm. LMGs are more forgiving. You have this huge magazine size, still deal a good amount of damage, and you can spray and pray. Very hard to spray and pray with the ARs anymore. So LMGs, I think, get a little bit more attention. Um, for me personally, I also play some Rampart, so I do lean into the mm-hmm. LMG play. Um, but Spitfire and Devotion are not for me. I'm not going to put them at the top of the list. Um, Spitfire just isn't it anymore for me. And now that the Rampage is back on the ground, I love that gun. I think it's so accurate. When it first released, you know, we mm-hmm. were calling it the fully automatic G7 Scout, you know, yeah. just because yeah. it deals that very high amount of damage. And with the barrel stabilizer and a two times, it's like, this is a huge magazine marksman in some ways and being fully automatic. I think that coupled with the ability to rev it up and just decimate people with an incredible time to kill, make it the best LMG. But the L star is actually probably my more used because mm-hmm. it's such a great secondary. And LMGs aren't really that long range option. So I think, you know, Nemesis, L Star, R301 Flatline, L Star kind of makes sense, um, especially if you don't have crazy movement or aren't playing a movement legend that 
is going to exceed with an SMG or a shotgun. I feel mm-hmm. like that L star hard to beat. It's a good option. <laughs> no, I, I've always liked the L star and I think it's in a pretty solid spot. Uh, I don't want to, you know, similar to how you were kind of talking about the shotguns, just not being where you spend a lot of your time and not wanting to, you know, stick your, you know, say anything with a ton of certainty. I just, I'm not a huge LMG player just because it took a long break with changes that happened to the LMGs. I'm trying to get back into them this season, but it's still early. And so I'm still kind of trying to warm up to how to best use them. I pretty much echo what you said about the Rampage, and that's a huge factor in why I enjoy that weapon. But Spitfire, I just haven't been using for a long time. So I'm, I'm interested to continue to dive into the Spitfire. Uh, but right now, I do lean L-Star of any of the LMGs and just in terms of being able to feather that trigger. and. I feel like it's the most effective close range LMG, which isn't like really the reason he should use them, but that's just how I can slide them in most effectively to how I play right now. Uh, and so for that reason, I lean L star, but I don't want to say that and say, you know, the other, other weapons aren't great by any means. I can imagine some listeners kind of laughing at us or being insulted by that idea of L star being good, but a little bit more of the thought process behind it, which you hinted at is in a close quarter situation, mm-hmm. it's R9 versus whatever you got. And the L-Star is a pretty dang decent L-star, uh, counter to the R9. If they miss their shots, you're going to have a larger mag. You're not going to need to reload. You're still doing a nice you know, time to kill. It kind of makes sense. You know, it, like, mm-hmm. it might not be the most intuitive, you know, but it's a good option. Um, and the fact that we have an option like this, I think is really good because you can use a Prowler, you can use a car, you can use an R9, yeah. but you can also use an LMG like the L-Star, which is probably one of the most unique guns in the game, but it's, it's high on our list right now. Care package though, a good care package, I will say mm-hmm. right now, all around. We got some strong weapons. We got the Kraber, the Hemlock, the RE45, and the Bow. All these weapons are good. They're all supposed to be good. So I don't think, you know, don't take anything we say in this to say like these weapons are bad by any means. But do you have any strong opinions on these weapons or any clear favorites? It's a hard one because we talked about like the reason we're comparing these in classes because we don't want to compare play styles. But with the care package, you know, naturally kind of have to do that to an extent when you compare like an RE to a bow by any means. It's tough. You're right. So hard to ever pass up on a Kraber. I'm not passing on any of these. Um, Agreed, yes. I I think they're all nice if I were to try to rank them. Um, I love the bow so much. The hemlock is so juiced. In this context, I probably would put the RE last uh, for me. Um, I don't know if that's slander or if you'll (laughs) disagree. RE's, it's just tough. Like The RE is my favorite care package weapon, but that's just like, what is the situation? What gun are you replacing when you pick it up? You're not using the RE and the bow to do the same thing. You're not using the RE and the hemlock or the RE or the Kraber to do the same thing by any means. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a huge RE45 fan because I think then you have you know such a dominant up-close weapon that's really easy to use, but they're all freaking good. I think my my favorite just like in order of how I would go about using these weapons is Kraber obviously is getting picked up by somebody on the team. 
Hemlock getting picked up by somebody on the team at this point. You want to talk burst versus single fire? You can have an interesting conversation there, but that's getting picked up. Bo is getting picked up 100%. It should be at least for the same reason the Kraber and the Hemlock are just dominant damage output. And the RE45, I still think, should get put up, picked up, but it's probably the only weapon where there is an argument if you have a fully kitted SMG or you're a shotgun player or something like that. So because of that, yeah, it can line up towards the bottom. It's my personal favorite, um, but I think just generally speaking, the Kraber still just has to be the top dog in the care pack. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. The RE, you know, we talked about it at the top of last season. We felt like, wow, disruptors are back. We love the RE. Everybody loves the RE. But what we found was time to kill wise, not crazy. This thing is yeah. not beating out the R9 or the car. Um, and so, yes, you have the handling, nice reload. You're doing more damage to shields, but even with it, it's not a lightning fast gun like maybe you think. So, still good. We forgot about the, the most contentious debate here. Um, <laughs> end us out, marksmans. I wish the bow was back on the ground to make yeah. this interesting. Um, I really miss the bow with all of my heart, but G7 or 30-30, what is your go-to? Well, I, I'm honestly more interested in, in getting your opinion on this. I'll talk all to right, it, obviously, yeah, to start I'll speak here. To it. But, but you're the big G7 guy, and you've always yeah. been the big anti-30-30 guy, and I've mm-hmm. been, I love the G7, but I feel like I've been the 30-30 yeah, advocate on yeah. this podcast for a long time. I just, I enjoy the weapon. I've used it a ton. I think it's a great gun. Um, if I'm picking between these two just off the ground, I'm going G7 because I just get more consistent damage output, not having to charge up and such. Uh, I don't think the skull piercer makes a big enough difference on the 3030 to justify it. But if you have that skull piercer and you want to argue with me, sure, I think we can have that there. Fire rate of the G7, super easy to use, super easy to control, mag size, get a common light mag, you're set for the game. So many points going for it. As a reason that's called the H7 been henry's favorite gun for a while now um i know you've been enjoying the 3030 though lately so is this is has it surpassed is it closer than it's ever been because for me it's g7 first but the 3030 is not far behind i think that gun is right there yeah i think that's a, a definitely good opinion and honest for me my girlfriend claps with the 3030. Like, just <laughs> absolutely dominates with it. Makes me want to use it more. From what I've experienced as a player and as a, a viewer of this 3030 action, is it's more of a closer range marksman. It deals a lot of damage, um, but with the travel speed of the bullets, with the yeah. drop, with the magazine size, it's not as good at range and at hitting people in the open consistency consistently because you have to charge it up to maximize the damage. Even with the target in the open, you're going to fire slower than you absolutely will with the G seven. And I think you're losing out on damage and putting pressure on people, if not getting knocks. Um, I'm a huge fan of the G seven always have been and really am this season as well. The magazine size, the, you know, trajectory and velocity of the bullets i think just hit more shots um and just having a barrel on it too is big and 
just mm-hmm. needing the common mag. We don't need to go into it, but rest <laughs> assured, G7 is a uh, is still my favorite marksman for sure. Well, that's all the weapon classes after we remembered about the marksman there at the very end. Uh, but let's talk about it overall. Any final thoughts? We got the R three one as the or sorry, I'm just it's literally it's literally muscle memory at this four point. Four years, you know, four years. We got the Nemesis as our top AR. The R99 is our top SMG. The Wingman is the top pistol. Mastiff in the shotgun class. Sentinel in the sniper. Uh, the L-Star in the LMGs. The G7 in the Marksman. And the Kraber from the Care Pack. Any closing thoughts, arguments, final things you want to say uh, about the weapons overall? I think there is some hot takes here. Um, you know, all the really close calls, that Rampage, that Car, Volt, the whole SMG class is super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important that people do take advantage of the meta right now because it's different. You actually do have to think about it. It's not just muscle memory anymore. The weapon meta has shifted this season. Yeah. So it requires some thought, and I thought it was a good discussion today. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I enjoy talking about weapons all the time. And you know, like you said and kind of hinted at, we'll be diving into the SMG meta in a bit more depth because I think there's a lot of nuance there. Uh, this season to talk about. So it's going to be a blast. That's going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much to our producer, the third party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, drop us a follow on Spotify and check out the discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.